welcome to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies to TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges and this is Man Chatter. So what's going on, people? Another day, another dollar. Uh-uh. People, nah, people, people don't say that anymore. So yeah, man. So had a pretty good day today. Actually, didn't have any cases, so I was able to just chill at home with my wife. And we went on a walk today. So my wife's been walking, been a lot more active. As y'all know, I've been recovering from surgery, so I just been t- kind of taking it easy, still working, not pushing over, exerting myself. So we go for a walk, we end up walking to the stop sign. Now, for those of you who know where I live, most of you don't, because that would just be kind of weird. We walk to the stop sign, right? Like The stop sign, oh, it's not that far. It's about two and a half miles away. And while I'm on a dirt road, walk onto the paved road and make it all the way out there. So by the time we got to the, excuse me, so we got to the, to the stop sign, we walked back, it was around 11. So I was like, you know what, let's be let's be productive today. So after that, we took our trash to the dump. Yeah, that's right. We got to take our own trash to the dump. It costs about a dollar per trash bag because we also recycle. So that was a good time. So after we get done with that, we head to... Where did we go? Oh, we head to the library because my, my wife's going to be heading out of town. So she, had, she got some... Uh, she got some audiobooks for her drive because she refuses to get Audible. So I figured, you know, it's, if she can get audiobooks for free, why get Audible? Which makes perfect sense. If you don't have Audible, it's an Amazon purchase thing where you can get, like, audiobooks on your phone. You just download it right to the thing. It doesn't take up any extra space on your phone. It actually saves it to the app. It's pretty cool. I listen to audiobooks all the time, you know, because of my job. I'm driving and shit, so that works out. So I'm going to try and be better about Cousin. I want to get on cuss and say bad words when I'm angry, not just use them all casually. Try to use them more in a position of power in my statements, I guess. So, yeah, so after we get done with that, we head to the to the animal rescue. You know, because we've both been talking about uh, getting a dog. But, you know, it's not the right time or whatever. So, But it was just, you know, we got some answers, try to figure out some stuff. You know how they... How they would interact with the cats that we have and and everything like that, because you know we want to get a puppy, because we want to we want to raise it from a little pup, probably get like a puppy pit bull, pit bull puppy is probably the right way to say that, a pit bull puppy, and then um and then raise it and have it around the cats and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. It definitely wasn't a good idea to go there, because we saw this dog that we really liked and we almost went came home with it, because when you're an animal lover like we are, it's hard to walk away from from animals, you know? Like, luckily, this isn't a place where it's not a kill shelter or anything. Like, they really take care of their dogs. It's really, really well-maintained, really well-kept. So, that was that was pretty cool. So, yeah, man, that was pretty much the day. So, then yesterday, we watched, <clears throat> we watched this documentary on Netflix called, I think it was called The Rachel Divide. Yeah, I think it was called the Rachel Divide. It was on uh, the the lady from uh, from Spokane, Washington. She was a former professor at Eastern Washington University. Uh, her name's Rachel Dolezal. Probably know who she is. 
So that it was kind of interesting, man, because like they they explain, they go into it's like an hour and a half, hour forty five minute documentary. They go into detail so as to like why she's why she is the way that she is, right? But uh, so she had a bad childhood. Um, her parents adopted four four black four black kids in a in an all white town, so they had a really tough childhood growing up, and so did she. And she only found love with the kids, not in a sick or perverted way. You know, she she found love with the kids. Like she was able to protect them and be there for them. And she started associating herself as black or defining herself as black because her parents, who were white, were by her accounts negative, angry, aggressive, Bible thumping people who just would treat them like shit. So that whole dynamic was weird. So you gotta watch the documentary. I'm not gonna spoil it all for you. I'll just say like the thing that I found weird about it is like when she's in these public situations, when she's being interviewed, she's she automatically like gets defensive and doesn't have the right ways to um what's the word what's the word I'm looking for here to to speak for herself to to defend herself to explain as to why she's in that situation or like or why she views herself that way. Obviously, she's not black. She's white as can possibly be white. Like, whiter than my walls white. Like, whiter than a fresh white t-shirt white. Like, white. She's super white. Super duper white. And it's just tough seeing, like, her kids grow up in a situation that they didn't ask for, right? Because you see, like, her 12 or 13-year-old kid, like, talking about how he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any close friends at all because everybody makes fun of him. Nobody wants to be close to him because of the situation with his mom. It's just a tough thing, man. It's like like it's an external version of bullying in your own house. Because this is the it's just it's fucked up, man. It was just it was weird. Like we and my wife would stop it constantly to talk about every like the last five or ten minutes and give our take and give our point of view. And it was it's just a lot because it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, right? But there's things that aren't supposed to make sense to me, I guess. Like if you try to, if you, if I try to look at both sides of it, like she calls herself like transracial, and she like at the end of it, change at the end of the documentary, like changes her name. She calls herself transracial because that's what she feels she is. She should, uh, not portray, but explain herself better when she's in a class and like in a public speaking situation. And there's black people in the crowd, and they're asking her all these questions. She just says, "Oh, I, f- I don't know if that's the way they edit it, or what." I just I feel black, and the people are like, "Yeah, but you don't know my struggle. You don't know everything I've been through. You don't know what it's like to be me, so on and so forth." Being followed, like one of the, the women gave the example, being followed in stores, stopped by police for no reason, X, Y, and Z. So many other things that people don't understand that is the is the black per- black person struggle in America, and and it's just it's weird man like just because she and then it was it's crazy so one of the things we talked about like that my wife mentioned that we that i mentioned as well is like that's her white privilege right she has that privilege of saying that she's black she doesn't have to she doesn't have to justify it and one of the points that they bring up in the documentary is like all the things she accomplished because she accomplished a shit ton when she was the president of the NAACP, assembled marches all these different things is it she goes is it that they gave her this benefit and this and this push because she looked more she looked more like them she was more palatable to white people and it, was, it just kind of makes you question stuff right because it's 
it's definitely interesting and it's definitely it's definitely true about her white privilege. Like there's not a black person like you look at Sammy Sosa who was black ten years ago, now he's white. That's fucking terrifying. Right? Like that's like it's 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 just a weird thing, man. It's it's a weird thing and it's a kind of weird documentary, but I enjoyed it just because it gave me an insight on somebody else's life. Like somebody else's point of view was pretty cool. I don't know, man. That shit was that shit was it was crazy. Like I was just seeing like the toughest part was just like seeing the kids in a situation that they didn't ask for, struggling through all that. Like one of the kids is like leaving to Spain. Hopefully he's a Real Madrid fan. And was like, man, I don't even know if I'm gonna come back because it's just it's just too much. He's taking a trip through Howard, and he's getting hate because of who his mom is. It's crazy, man. It's just crazy shit. Anyways, it's just weird that all that stuff, that documentary that I watched, and then I turn off Netflix because it's on Netflix. By the way, if I didn't mention that at the beginning, it's just weird because then I turn on. YouTube or Twitter or Instagram and there's all these Kanye memes and all this shit and people just going at Kanye was like, Man, what this dumbass motherfucker do now? This sunken place, uh he's never gonna get out the sunken place as a motherfucker. Like I, what he do now? And I go and I look it up on TMZ. I was gonna put the the audio clip on here, but I don't I'm only gonna talk about him. I don't wanna give him airspace in this in this whole scenario. Like he actually goes on TMC and says the following: When you hear about slavery for four hundred years, for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice. Like if you're there for four hundred years and it's all of y'all, like we're like we're mentally in prison. Like slavery goes too direct to the idea of blacks. He said. So prison is something that unites us as one race: blacks, whites, as one being one race. We're the human race. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Let's just let's just call that stupid, right? Like let's just em- encompass all that statement and stupidity. Because if you don't I'm not going to sit here and break down slavery. If you don't know the details and the savagery, the savagery of these um it feels weird calling them American citizens because they were they were some fucking animals and didn't see other people as human beings called them a three-fourths of a man had to fight for their right to to vote to just just live equally they had to fight for that right for hundreds of years there was laws put in place to keep them down and for this fucking entitled sunken place bitch ass oh just it makes me so angry like me and my wife get into it. Some, not not get into it. Not about this. She's always on my side about it. But there's, it really is the sunken place, man. Like it, just to have a complete privileged point of view on, oh, you're 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 just giving yourself the victim mentality, is taking out the entire history of it. I hope Dr. Michael Eric Dyson reaches out to this, to to him, and talks to him and educates him. But it doesn't. He's. I'm not going to say our, right? But he's the culture's Trump, right? Like, he's the version. He's what everybody hates about Trump encompassed in this dude. Like, they're the same fucking person. Says outlandish shit. Doesn't really make sense. Only lands to a few people and they have their loyalty and whatever. Like, he's the culture's Trump, 
right? Like, everybody has that pariah, and this is what he's done. Like, I don't, if this is all for record sales and all this shit, like, I don't understand what you're, I don't understand what you're trying to accomplish, right? Like, just drop some music videos and don't, don't do this because it just makes people talk about you. But I'm, I, I jumped off this Kanye train. College dropout, maybe late registration. When he was still pink polo, Kanye. Like that's when that's when I was cool with Kanye. Like this new shit. I'm, I think maybe I'll go as far as 808s and heartbreak, just because of the bass and that shit used to thump in my car, and that like it was never like political views I was with him. Like he never said anything coherent or legitimate enough to me. Like oh, okay, this this man knows what he's talking about. He's not as well thought out as a Jay Z. He's not. You know what I mean? He do, he doesn't have. He doesn't march with anybody like T.I. or or John Legend or Common. Like, he doesn't, he's not that guy. He's not enlightened. He's not educated. He's He might be brilliant with music, but when he starts speaking, he's dumb as shit. Like, it's, you could put, I hope somebody, I'm sure somebody's done it on YouTube, like a split screen and have Kanye talking and Trump talking, and I bet you it's similar mannerisms, similar incoherent bullshit. Like it just it just was all over the motherfucking place. If you haven't taken the time, watch that shit. It is the dumbest shit you can possibly see. Like it's one of those things where like you're watching it and my, and my jaw's on the floor. Like yo, what in the fuck? Like I've this is insane to me, man. Like this is crazy. This dude really said slavery was a choice. How disrespectful that is and minimalistic. And incendiary, man. But I guess if this is what he wanted for people to talk about him, he got that. But nobody's talking about you in defense of you anymore, man. Like, that's the people who are doing that aren't on the same side as you. And what you're missing is you're giving the people who believe that, oh, oh, blacks are just complainers and all this stuff, all the ammo they need. Oh, look what Kanye said, though. This this is the one black friend that I know that agrees with me. Look what Kanye said. Oh. I don't have any black friends in real life, but Kanye said this, bust out the audio clip, bust out the audio clip, share it on Twitter, gif it out, gif it out or whatever. Look what Kanye said, slavery was a choice. Yeah, you black, stop making excuses for yourselves. You inconsiderate fuck. You gave them all that power trying to sell some records, man. Just, just go fuck yourself, dude. Like, that's all I got to say about you. Be back in a second. So real quick, we're just talking about it. With my producer, aka my wife, um, we we're just talking about it. That oh, I should have watched the whole interview because I guess it goes on for like ten minutes. I was like, you know what? I don't want to give this dude this much energy and listen to more shit that he says enter into my brain because none of it is logical and none of it makes sense. But I will say this: um, one of the things that was pretty cool about the interview was what Van Lathan said. He's actually an employee for TMZ, and he replied, "I'll tell you right now." So Lathan fires back said, <clears throat> so Kanye first asked, do you feel that I'm, do you feel that I'm feeling? I don't know. I'm going to read that again because I feel like I read that wrong. Do you feel that I'm feeling? Do you feel that I'm being free and real and thinking free? The fuck does that even mean? Okay. Lathan fires back. I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason that I feel that is, the reason why I feel like that is, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want, but there's a fact and real there's a fact and real life consequences behind everything you're saying. While you were making music and being an artist and living 
the life that you've earned by being a genius. The rest of us in society have to deal with the, these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed. I'm appalled. And my brother, I'm unbelievably hurt by the fact that you've morphed into something that to me just is not real. I couldn't have put it better. Man, just sunken place, ain't it? Just absolutely in the sunken place and really believes this bullshit. Just sad. They did it. They fucking did it. I don't know how, because yesterday was an ugly, ugly game. I don't appreciate them getting it that close. I don't know what happened to Ronaldo in the game, but 4-3 on aggregate. Real Madrid is back in the Champions League final, and as of right now, the game was over about three hours ago. They're playing Liverpool Football Club. This is a tough one for me, because Liverpool look really fucking good. Real Madrid did not look good at all, but it's four, no, three straight Champions League finals. And anytime Real Madrid goes to the Champions League final, they win. That's what they said yesterday. I didn't say it. The analysts did, so don't blame me if something happens. Don't don't bring that energy and bring it back to me. I'm excited. I'm nervous because they look like shit yesterday. I'm incredibly frustrated because Benzema, <sighs> fucking Benzema. Scored twice yesterday. The only time he shows up all season in the last two years that I've seen him play is in the second leg of the Champions League final, Champions League semifinal. Um, last year with Atletico with that little dribble down the sideline and yesterday with two goals. Yes, is the reason they went through. I wish it would have been anybody else. Just anybody. I don't give a shit if it was two own goals by Alaba. I don't give a f- anybody else but Kareem Benzema scoring those two goals. But, hey, we needed them. We got them. And I don't know what the fuck Zidane was thinking starting Lucas Vasquez at right back, not starting Casemiro. It was just weird. Should have just started Nacho from the get-go, solidified that back line. Whatever. It is what it is. We're through. It was an ass-clenching performance because the the last 30 minutes – Especially after Hamas scored that second goal, I thought they were going to lose it because Real Madrid just looked the worst I've seen them play in the Champions I didn't know what they were trying to do. You could tell me tactics. You could tell me schemes. I, I don't. What I saw yesterday was the worst Real Madrid I've seen. Even the, the game against Juventus when they gave up three, like it just it wasn't the like it wasn't the same like. 
Juventus had that fluke goal, at, at that third goal that went through Navas' arms. Navas was great yesterday. Just, yeah, he gave up two goals, but shit, he stopped like six, seven, eight, nine others. I don't even know how many saves he finished with. It was a crazy game. Champions League final. I'll be down in Miami for it, watching it with my boy Danny in our Real Madrid jerseys. I'm going to have to find one because I don't know if they make them in gorilla size, but we're going to have to figure something out. My God, was that game crazy. Full disclosure, haven't seen the Liverpool game. We were out and about, as you heard at the beginning of this podcast. I just know they won. Saw the videos with Rusev. Rusev Mashka killing it with the with Real Madrid jersey with Sheamus. That's a Liverpool fan. I'm excited about it. Let's let's make some things happen. A la Madrid, baby. A la Madrid. All right, guys. Catch you on the flip. Pacam. No, no. I don't know why. Should I end it with Pacam? Probably not. I'm just going to ramble on a little bit more. That was bullshit. Pacam. What? Nobody says that, man. Do better. All right, people. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast with your host as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.